his friends will hopefully not bore us. Welcome to the Podosaurus. That's enough time Podosaurus. Good luck. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Podosaurus, episode 20 something? No. no. Some, no. no? It's like no. It's like thirty-five or something. <laughs> Is it thirty-five? Okay, wow, I'm way off. Anyway, we don't, we don't usually say the number. Well, I thought I'd change it up a little bit. Yes. I'm your host, fangirl, and clearly I'm doing a fantastic job starting this out because I'm well prepared. And with me is Kyo. Hi. And Ken. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm existing. I'm alive. Yeah, this is 30, standard millennial this is 34. response. Yes, yeah, episode thirty-four. Thirty-four, okay. technically. We had two ex episodes, or sorry, three. The Ghost of Tsushima one was interesting. Uh, I Thank haven't you. listened to it because I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, and I don't know if I will. So I'm like, I'll, I will listen to that later. It was enjoyable. I have not played that, and I don't think it is something I would enjoy. But I thought it was interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. So. What else have you guys been up to besides just existing and being alive? Uh, I've spent the last nine streams playing through Final Fantasy VII Classic. I was going to say, how? so overall, how did you like it? Because it's been a while since... I give it the ta- exact same ta- score I gave the remake, which was a 7 out of 10. I uh, like it. Huh. Like, it was it was fine. Like, as an RPG, mechanically, I enjoyed yeah. it. I yeah. thought the, you know, the narrative was fine start to finish. Mm. Um, but the writing's bad. Yeah. I don't know if that's entirely because the localization I've heard is not great, but, like, it doesn't solve the fact that, like, you you got nine party members. Ex- with the exception of three, you yeah. get to a town eventually, or you get to a place, you learn about them, you have their whole character arc, and then they never really speak again. Yeah. And that's Ugh. every other character. One of them, like, two of them are optional characters, and they're very, like, integral to the plot. I like one of them. Um, I I know you haven't played any of those, so I don't want to ruin it too too much, Fangirl. But I'm sure they're going to change. I know. I know. I know names of characters. Like Vincent is important because his backstory ties in with the group called the Turks. Um, he like ties in with the company Shinra more, and like all of his stuff is optional. You can miss it. He's even like incredibly important to like explaining the main villain. Yeah, and you would only know if one you you get him. And he's optional. And two, you go to several places to get optional things to learn more about him and to get his, like, final limit break and final weapon and stuff. But it's all optional, but it's really required if you want to understand. It's not like he's, like, um, like the Yeti from Final Fantasy VI. What does the Yeti have to do with him? He's a Yeti. He's just a random character that you get on your team. You can miss him. He's not important. He's just there. Th- Vincent's important. And then Yuffie's the other one, and she's someone that you can get, who's a pain in the ass to get, by the way. It took me like four yeah, times to I, if get Yeah, if her. I remember correctly, she's probably the one of the more troublesomes to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get Vincent, you just keep annoying him while he's trying to sleep. To get yeah. Yuffie, you have to like answer a set of questions correctly, and then you finally get her, and you have to make sure you don't screw up, and I kept screwing up several times. Um, eventually you get her, just so you can unlock a side quest that tells you more about... Uh, like this one area called Wutai, which yeah. it's important for understanding why, like, 
the world kind of hates Shinra, like all that, yeah. and like to find out, like to get the loose end of a character in there yeah. from the beginning of the game, and to learn more about some side characters. So, like, she's important, but her and Vincent aren't in any of the any of the cutscenes, any of the um, CGI cutscenes and stuff like that. And I think dialogues change a little bit, or they don't ever say anything too important to what's going on. Yeah. So, like, they were apparently added fairly late in development, maybe towards the end, so that's why they're optional, because I guess they ran out of time to get them into the, um... The main CGI cutscenes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, like, all their side stuff, it, like, book it... Not book it, but, like, it props up, like, all the plot holes, some of the plot holes in the game. Like, uh, they eventually gave Yuffie a lot more of a starring role in Crisis Core. Not, like, huge, but, like, she's in that, and then she's in Dirge of Service with Vincent, who, like, that's his whole game where they explain him. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed the game. I don't understand why people like it so much, though. Like, I mean, ev- it's fun. Everyone just, everyone likes it mostly because of just Baby's first RPG, right? Yeah, yeah, I get that's, that. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, there might be, because a lot of nostalgia attached to it. Nostalgia's a hell of a and- drug, and it's very accessible. Like, I think even you who doesn't like JRPGs, the systems are very easy to grasp. You have yeah. armor, you have, um... You have, like, armor, you have a weapon, and you have, like, an accessory. The armor and weapons have slots that you put your magic into. And the magic is like, you give Cloud lightning, he can cast lightning. Lightning levels up as you fight with it on. Yeah. So, like, it's very simple, and the material is really cool. Um, so, like, it's not hard to pick up on. There's some things that are a little annoying, like, you have to do a lot of side stuff if you want to get, like... I had to breed chocobos off stream, which, thank God, there's an RNG manip thing, so you don't have to do the racing, which is awful... Just so I yeah. could get some, like, overpowered stuff. Like, I got this one summon mm-hmm. called Knights of the Round. And yeah. it basically does, like, 12 uh, attacks that go from 6,000 to, like, 9999 damage. Nine, yeah. Nine, nine, yeah. Um, and I obliterated the final bosses with that. Yeah. So, like, you get overpowered. So you don't have to do it, but, like, it's it adds more to it. Oh, but, yeah, having Knights of the Round is so cool. I love Knights of the Round, even though it's, like, a four-minute cutscene. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's still shorter than Eden in Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Eden takes three Titanics. Yep. So, like, where is I going with it? Like, so I like the game. I'd still give it a seven just because, like, it's accessible. It's simple to follow. It's just, like, I don't know where a lot of people got this love for some of the characters because, like, you don't learn enough of much about them, like yeah, like Barrett. You learn where he's from. You fought, you resolve his story, but that's it. That's like it. The thing is, like, from being from a complete outsider perspective on this, mm-hmm. I I heard the character Vincent. I don't know who he is, but I've heard that name before. Barrett, who you just mentioned, mm-hmm. never yeah. heard that name before. So maybe that's the character, not the characters they're getting attached to. No, those are like Barrett's the large man with a gun for a hand. He's one of like the the first few oh, main okay. characters. Yeah. Like Oh, well, see, I know I know Cloud, mm-hmm. Aerith, mm-hmm. Tifa, mm-hmm. and Zack. Yeah. And I don't even really know anything about Zack. Somebody just mentioned him to me oh, in, in like yeah. at a do, do you know Sephiroth? Oh, I know Sephiroth. Okay. But I only know Sephiroth cuz of Smash and like mm. I know Sephiroth because I'm like, "Oh, I've seen that guy before." Yeah. And like I still fi- I know art. you learned about like Zack more recently, but it's kind of funny that you know about Zach uh, before any of the other characters. No, I knew about. Well, I don't know real... their backstories, but like I knew their mm. names. But like, and I don't even know any Zach backstory about Zach. Zach just got mentioned to me in a completely separate conversation. He yeah. doesn't have a lot of screen time in 
seven, that but original. they gave him a lot. They gave him yeah. a lot more in Crisis Core because they just focused on him. That's the prequel. He's a really good character. Like he's not yeah. like the most best, well written character ever, but like for a Final Fantasy character to have just like he's one of those like I guess happy go lucky, almost shonen protagonist in the way, but like he doesn't feel vanilla. Yeah. That's the important thing. Like in all the characters <laughs> in the, the series, the, everyone's always kind of like serious and depressed, and he's just like one of the few people who's like has a positive outlook on everything so maybe it's just compared to them but like i really liked zach i liked him a lot and then the voice actor they got for him in crisis core kind of like sold him more because he's not known Mm. for a whole lot yeah i mean you get the i really do i want to i want to play crisis core um it's good it's i have the remake i have the remake of seven i don't know if i'm going to play the original but i have the remake of seven yeah Um, Zach is Downloaded. also Zach also is very integral for Eris's storyline as well, which mm-hmm. I ended up really liking that they did for for Crisis Core. Yeah, like because they and, allude to that a lot in the original. Yeah. Should I play but, Crisis Core first? No, no. Honestly, no, no, you, no, can, no. you can play the remake without having played anything else, like and enjoy it for what it is. Um, yeah. Some of the things that like they kind of get a reference to, like they're, they're, it definitely does build itself almost like is a remake and maybe in kind of a sequel. Yeah. In a way, it's really weird, yeah. but no, we won't know what they're doing until the next part. It's all like merely mm-hmm. conjecture at this point. And um, that's everybody has told me. Everybody that is familiar with Final Fantasy VII and knows that I have never played it and don't know anything about it, they have been like, "We will fill you in if there are holes in the version you play. We will fill you in." So I really I, wish a part two was out at this point. Not that I need it yeah. to come mm-hmm. out within a year. I just wish it had already. You know, like, up to a certain point had existed. Like, I yeah. wish the whole first disc was done. So, like, if you were like, I want to play the remake, that way I could tell you, like, these things, because these things are different, these things are not, because it stops when you leave Midgar. Yeah. Midgar, mm-hmm. in the original, is the first nine hours of the game. Mm-hmm. They stretch that out to about 40 hours in the remake. Yeah, give or take, yeah. Mm. And some things are different, some things are added, so it's like, but it stops before anything major happens. I can tell you the end of the remake is completely different from the original. Yeah. Like, okay. just and because... I, I, yeah. I would, if you are going to stream this, Fangirl, I would, ask, I, I, I would ask them to not say anything until either you directly have questions, or mm-hmm. until you finish... The, the entire game the game entirely and, for- yeah, you- and most of my most of my chat knows that i'm i'm kind of doing i need to i want to commission some new like a new um front like splash screen mm-hmm. and layout and stuff i just don't know what i want yet but i'm kind of doing a soft rebrand where i am primarily going to be playing games that i've never played before mm-hmm. oh um of which there's a lot so uh, eventually yeah. i'm gonna have to rebrand as well but Fangirl, do, do you have any plan um, anytime soon of doing the remake on stream? Uh, hopefully Thursday or Friday. Okay. Let me know, and I'll be there, okay. and like that way we admin be like, absolutely no spoilers for this or the original. Like, well, yeah, you you will be there, and um, I don't know, I don't know if Kick has played it. She probably has, but um, May and Cider both know as well. Um, okay. May and Cider were actually having a very veiled conversation with each other in this chat that all three of us are in, and they—I don't know how they did it—but they were having this very veiled conversation where both of them knew exactly what they were talking about, but I had no clue what was going on. This was the same conversation where we brought up Zach. Uh, 
so I forget his last name. <laughs> like I can, so I got- there's things like if you want to know about Zach's character yeah. without like um. Like, I'm trying to think, would telling about Zach, like, I just don't. what happens in Crisis Core, like, see, because I don't know, like, I could tell you what Zach did and things about Crisis Core, but, like, there's a character in Crisis Core in Dirge of Cerberus named uh, Genesis, they call him just G sometimes, Yeah, he's based on um, the singer Gact. I don't know if any of that stuff will make it to the remake, because I don't know if they want to go through the route of... Um, Getting licensing, getting yeah. him back, yeah. Because like, don't I don't know. know how much of it's like his work, his music, his look. I don't know if it's enough where they can like change it and not have to worry, or if they're just gonna be like, "Fuck it, Genesis is out." Well, the thing is, Genesis is supposedly back in for for whatever they're doing for Ever Crisis. Okay, so, so. he may come back. It just depends. They're changing up a lot of stuff, like um, yeah, they're doing for the PS5, um, a thing called Integrate. And it has a whole chapter where you play as Yuffie in Midgar. But the thing is, Yuffie didn't do that in the original. As far as we know, yeah. she didn't do that. I was, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up. Do you think, as of right now, do you think Integrate is going to fix your problems that you had with Yuffie originally? Um, I don't know. Um, I still think she's an annoying character because she's just thrown in there to be like the the spunky little like anime yeah. girl and, and it seems like it's going to be like that regardless because that's her yeah. character trait up until i mean that's I've, that's fine like if that's who she is that's who she is like i don't want them to change a character's um characterization so much like they've yeah. tweaked barrett a little bit like to make him kind of seem less like a mr t knockoff and more like a dude a dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like that's fine uh, but like i don't want them to be like oh we're gonna change you from being like the punky the pup the um perky uh like like really spunky character that um like everyone like liked because she was the little teenage ninja girl just let her be that they they need some comic relief in that series and like the most you have is like her the scottish cat and and, like barrett sometimes (laughs) it took me until the near the end of the original to realize kate sith (laughs) was scottish Oh yeah, <laughs> there so, was a there's yeah. a there was a dialogue between <laughs> Barrett, who's written like Mister T, and Kate Sith, who is written kind of Scottish English, and they're both yeah. talking. The contractions there were more contractions than the labor wing of a hospital in those conversations, <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot read this. My dyslexia was like coming out in full force, swinging, and it saw those contractions and it didn't know what to do, and. I'm, <laughs> I was like, so, I'm so sorry, guys. It, it it threw me because I never noticed that from 4K Sith before. It threw me when I watched um, Evan Children. Yep. Yeah, because I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, he's Scottish. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, he's Scottish. <laughs> you you say that as if that's a typically occurring thing in Japanese RPGs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah this guy, he's Scottish. Okay. So what's funny is so because I had to do it for for Japan on film because I I watched both versions of Avan Children um that and then the the complete com, the complete version mm-hmm. and the subtitles for the original Avan Children still has it in the Scottish accent. Oh. God. For the subtitles specifically, while in yeah. the Avan complete. They have it just regular, normalized English, even though he's speaking with a Scottish accent. <laughs> it gets hard to read sometimes. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah sorry, I was like, we're not going to go on a long tangent. Our <laughs> Final Fantasy VII with Fangirl here, but here we go. Oh, 
it's still vague. It's still vague, though. Yeah. I mean, like you won't know they are. Like it doesn't tell you anything about them. It's just like here are the names of characters, yeah. and he's Scottish, yeah. <laughs> and he's Scottish. Yeah, it'll give me things to watch out for. I just, I don't, I honestly do not know. I think, I think it was, um, it was someone in your mod group. Kyo that said, I can't believe she's made it this far in life and has no idea what's Oh, I think it was pasta, because no, no, one, one of the main things I told yeah. everyone the whole past like two weeks, I'm like, if you see Fangirl Has No Name show up, do not say a single goddamn thing about this game. Yeah. Like, do not say that's a why, single That's why I purposely I, I haven't been around, because I was like, nope, I'm, I'm not gonna... Like, so. there, there's like one thing in particular you cannot tell her. Even if we're past that, you cannot tell her. <laughs> That makes me nervous. No, it's anyway. not. It's just like it's like one of those like oh here's here's well, the it's twist. It's like a pivotal thing, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it's just like one of those like here's the twist for the book. I'm going to tell you now why you're why you're in chapter one. Like thanks. Oh, because like I, also do I don't know if they're going to do the same thing because they kind of imply different things in the remake. So it's just like I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Ken, what have you been playing? So I've been playing, ironically, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I've been replaying it in Japanese, because I played it in English originally. So I'm just, like, totally just thinking, uh, what's the translation effort for this, and just, like, just minor localization things. Did they keep the same, um, same voice actors from Advent Children and stuff for that one? I think they did. Because Japan's always like, we're going to keep the voice actors, because we believe in, uh, you know, that they're the characters. And then the English one, they're like, fuck you, where's Troy Baker? Get him to be a Scottish cat. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's yeah, not. And no, but like he the, might the, be. the person that played, I was going to say, could dodge. Um, Axel, <laughs> not not Axel even. <laughs> Reno, Reno. Yeah, mm. the the guy that played Reno has been Reno his entire life until he, unfortunately he passed around um, the time when remake came. So I don't know who's going to play Reno now. Oh. Uh, re- Wait, what, did he like voice that like the couple parts that Reno was in there? Or yeah, he did. According to Japan, he was Reno, and he also voiced Axel as well for Kim Oh, Bart. Okay. I was wondering, like, I didn't realize that guy had passed. Yeah, he passed shortly before remake came out. What's which is funny because so the guy that voices Raiden in English did the same trajectory thing where he voiced Reno and and Axel for a short while. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just really. Sad for him, uh, Quentin Flynn, I believe that was his name. He was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I followed this guy's career for the the two major roles I was a part of." So I'm sad that he passed, kind of thing. So I was playing remake for a bit, <laughs> and just kind of noticing minor localization changes, like how Eris Eris is a little bit tonally different in Japanese compared to English. So I've been really kind of enjoying my time, kind of thankfully going through there, and then I played. Both Speedermans uh, for the PS4. So I played it the Upres remastered version for a PS5, and then I played Speederman Miles Morris on PS5 as well. I've one hundred percent. It's 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 a pretty decent game. I've I platinum and I hundred percented both of them. So that Miles Morales how- is more of like an expansion pack than it is yeah. like a full game. Yeah, like it, it's its own it, thing, but it's like it's it's not, it's a it's good eighteen hours. Let's just say that much. And I had my f- my fun time with it. So uh, out of all, I'm I'm really happy. I really really liked 
Spider-Man as a character and the IP of it. So I've really liked how they what the Insomniac did with this particular IP. And I can't wait for whenever they do make the sequel, so to speak. It'll it'll be good for them. I heard I heard um that's not the type of game I would play, but I did watch a couple people stream at times and I thought it looked fun. Yeah, it's it's fairly enjoyable, but it is open world game so if you're not that kind of person and if you don't want to do these kind of quick zips and stuff what's what's very good what's very good for these remastered versions is they added accessibility because i suck at all the qtes so i turned them all off so you can turn off all the qtes so i'm just it's just like watching a movie at certain points that's good and especially at one of the one of the stop the crime ones is you have to mash square to stop this car and i always miss time i can't i can't ho 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 i can't mash hard enough or fast enough mm-hmm. so i just have the qtes off for that one specifically and it just does it automatic so i'm i'm, I'm very thankful that they did that i just looked I up like the QTEs. guy that played reno and he also played uh maze hughes and i'm sad <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh he played Aww. cheetah nick as well the fuck from GoBusters. Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I, I feel like QTEs on PlayStation are harder than QTEs on, like, a PC game. Well, that's why I can never play God me. of War. Like, yeah, that's... Was, like, the original God I, of War, I can never play, because I just... The timing that they want you to push fast enough is, isn't possible for me and especially for someone who has dysgraphia it's not the my correlation ain't there let's just say that much no well i tried to play a little bit of um the most recent one uh god of god with his uh dad of, god, dad of god with boy. yeah dad of war dad of war dad yeah of boy. um I tried to play that at my brother-in-law's house a little bit. I was helping him out with something because he has a vision issue and he couldn't see the targets that you were going for with the QTE. And that it took me like 20 minutes to get that one thing, one thing he wanted me to execute it. And so I don't know if I could play that game because of that as well. I just feel like they're easier on PC than they are on a, on a controller. So that's just me, though. Yeah. I haven't really played a lot of games that have QTEs. The most, I think the most, the game I've played that had the most QTEs in them was either Resident Evil 4 or I don't know if the ones in JJ Macfield would be considered QTEs. Um, the ones where like you like press a button while like to get her to talk and t- stuff. Something like that, yeah. But the, it wasn't really QTEs. It was more just reactions to certain things or triggering certain things. Because most of I hers need to go back like, and replay that game. Yeah, I got oh, I got someone to play that. I bought it for Brogan back mm-hmm. when she she had a GDQ run um, for one of the hot fixes and she did detention. I was on there for it with her mm-hmm. as like her couch person. So I bought her mm-hmm. that like kind of as a congrats on that, and she played it. And you you know at the end the clock tower yeah. part right the part yeah. everyone hates. Yeah. She was getting so frustrated and she almost quit. And I'm like, just I'm like, I know this is fucking awful, and it's kind of ties into like the narrative of the game. It's why so it's so important. fucking awful that it's so hard to get through this. But, but push it's like through it's it. pivotal. Yeah, like the the whole point of that part 
is to just kind of like it shows like no matter like you have to keep persevering through that pain and this frustration i hate it i wish it wasn't there just from a gameplay perspective because it gets people to drop it but i'm like it's so important she got through it she cried a little bit too i'm like see i'm not a fucking monster everyone cries at this part it is it's it's I, I, I agree that that part was that part is frustrating. I don't know how many times I had to go through it, but that part is frustrating, and it's tense and it's scary. And you you have to you have to learn the landscape and you have to get everything down. But it's so pivotal to the entire game. I that, I cried twice ugh. during that game. Once at the ending, and the other time trying to get the goddamn clock tower. <laughs> I think I just cried at the ending. I was very I frustrated. I, cried, I, I, I was laying down on the cried over the dialogue. Floor. I never cried out of frustration. I cried over the dialogue several times. God, it's such a good fucking game. I just like... Yeah. I'm going to have to stream it one day, but like, this is such a good game. <laughs> yeah. If you have not played J.J. Macfield in the Island of Mysteries, go play it. Persevere through the end of it. It I is wanna, I want to figure of J.J. I want the, the, the texting. The stickers. Oh, that, yeah. You have I the texting? I want that. I want that as a download for my phone. I will pay for it. I, I don't ever pay for things that I put on my phone, but if, if they release that as like, hey, if you like this game, here are these sticker this sticker pack, I will absolutely buy that. It will taunt me until I do. Kind of like I have seen these little um the house we moved into has actual landscaping, which I don't know what the hell to do with it, but a friend of mine is coming over to try and teach me so I don't kill the plants that we have. Um, but I've been seeing these little mini Koroks advertised everywhere that are wooden or glass and you can like put them in your garden. And I'm just like, oh my God, this seems like the silliest thing in the world, but I want them so bad. (sighs) So. But yeah, that's, that's all for Speederman. (laughs) Speederman. I'm glad that there are very few spiders in Speederman. Yeah. There's only two Speedermans. Yeah. Hmm? There's almost no spiders in Spider-Man. It's like a fucking letdown. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's because it's Spider-Man. There's the spider he gets bit by, depend- depending on which version you are viewing. There's always some sort of a spider. Yeah. There's a lots of spiders near the end of the game. No, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. But it's, it's like the fake f- spiders. It's not like the kill-it-with-fire spiders that scared the bejesus out of me while I was editing. Okay, so somebody somebody has told me that that game. I want to buy that game because I think it looks amusing, and also I think it would be funny to watch me play because I'd probably just like jump the entire time. But somebody had told me that the way the spiders move is very realistic. Yes. Did you know yes. that when di- when spiders die, their legs contract because like the pressure oh. of them being alive, their blood makes their legs go out. So if they die and you squeeze on the spider, their legs shoot out. <laughs> oh, I didn't need to know that. There you go. Because once I, my, I killed one, I picked it up, and like I had pressed my finger, and I saw the legs go out. I'm like, what? And it just, I looked it up. I'm like, oh, shit. This okay, weird. how big was it that you killed it, that you could actually like physically pick it up? How, uh, uh. I mean, it was with like, it was like its legs were sticking out of like the tissue that I picked it up. I mean, this I lived in Japan, and like bugs are big? Yeah. I had like a cockroach the size of like... What's an inordinate amount of, like, size or something that I can explain? Oh, I man, should... no, no, like, the cockroaches here are, like, they're, like, we call them B-52ers. Because they just fly, they, they fly out of nowhere and they just attack you. Like, this is horrifying. It was the size of, like, kind of the base of an amiibo. 
Yeah, yeah, around that size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. and they're just big. Like they don't do anything. Like you'll usually just find one. It's not like it's they're like a little cuter than the ones we have in the states, but they're not like we have like those small nasty ones that look like mm. people's fingernails that fell off. Yeah. Uh, oh. The ones in, over there were like bigger, and like you find one, you kill it because like it's a fucking countryside. Honestly, most of Japan just like accepts that bugs are a thing. They will come into your house. You remove them. You can pick them up, throw them out. You can kill them. Whatever. You just you accept that bugs are a thing and that they are going to get into your house, especially in the countryside. I had I feel two like big is... ones in my my apartment the entire four years I lived there. They're gross. Didn't you have like a giant wasp or something? Too? Oh yeah, I had a um, Suzume Bashi, the 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 murder hornet as Americans the murder like hornet. to call it. Yeah, I had one in my apartment. It came in at like eleven o'clock at night. Everyone's like, just turn off your lights and open the windows. I'm like, it's dark. I'm not about to turn the lights off with one of these in my house at night. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I didn't know I didn't have screens on my my windows. So I opened it up and it was just open and it got in because no one told me there was no screen. So I just the one side had them and the other one didn't. And it just I guess I should have just saw, but it was weird to me that you wouldn't have a screen on your window. I uh, just one one uh, only one side. <laughs> yeah, on just one side. So I'm like, oh, there's one here, and I think I just slid it over. Or like since there was a gap there, it just got in because it doesn't stop anything. Yeah. I feel like if countries wanted to really deflect tourism all they would have to do is start describing the kind of bugs that they have and that you may encounter because like i always want to go to australia until somebody reminds me that funnel web spiders are a thing but like they're not they're not in big populated areas are they but huntsman spiders are yeah but they don't do anything they don't have webs and they just eat other shit just like you see them they're going to be skittish and run away they're not going to do anything but they're big they're big and they're terrifying i'm aware no okay they have those in japan too my first month there we went to a buddhist temple for like a retreat thing um Mm -hmm. and i went to the basement because they had a beer vending machine because they have those at buddhist temples for some reason and I go downstairs. Was it a Buddhist temple or was it was we were at a temple, whatever. Um, so we go down. Mm-hmm. I go downstairs at night, and I was going to use it. I look down there. There's this like spider about the size of a man hand, sitting there at the bottom of the steps. And like I step towards it, it freaks out. It just runs away. <laughs> I'm like, I don't yeah. need a beer. I'm sober now. I don't need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the first time I'd seen one. Another time I saw one outside fighting a Suzumibachi, fighting one of those big hornets. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> nature. I'm like, you do you, guys. I don't know which one of you is going to come out ahead on this one, but someone's this definitely reminds, eating the other one. This I, reminds me of the conversation we had where we taught Ken about shoebills, and he was horrified. Oh, shoebills. Oh, crazy. yeah. Those are amazing, though. Like, my friend <laughs> took a picture of one, too, and I'm like, oh, my God, I know what that animal is now. I want to see one in real life. I, I, I like, do too. But, I really want to see one. They're scary. Yeah, I, I know they. I know they look. They look freaking frightening. I tell you that much. <laughs> I want to see that, and I want to see a sloth again. Oh yeah. Because they're they're fun. So. So what have you been playing, Fangirl? <laughs> what have I been playing? I have still just been playing a lot of Pikmin three. Um, trying to get speed running tricks down, which yeah, I've gotten I've gotten two of them down. Uh, and I'm trying to decide if I really, really need the second one because it's a, it's not, I can't do it consistently. There's one, there's one speed running trick I can do consistently and it does cut down my time quite a bit. Um, 
but the second one, I almost spend more time trying to execute it than mm-hmm. I do just going the normal way. So I'm How like, much you know, time should it save, just... theoretically? Uh, it saves... Well, it depends. See, it's kind of odd because if you if you're doing the type of run in Pikmin where you're not collecting all of the things, mm-hmm. it saves you a lot of time. Okay. Um, because you don't have to build a bridge and you don't have to do this and you have to do this. If you're doing the run that I want to do where you're collecting as many fruits as you can, I'm hopefully going for all of them. That's what I've been practicing for. Um, it doesn't save any time because you have to build the bridge anyway because if you don't mm-hmm. build the bridge, you can't get the fruit back. So I did learn that I was trying to... So what I've been doing is <laughs> you can go through the game and you can beat all the bosses and then go back and collect the fruit because you usually have to do that anyway. Um, so I've just been doing that as fast as I can. And then when I go back to collect the fruit, I just try to get it all in one day. But I did learn in one area that if you do the speedrunning trick and then try to go to an area that you're not supposed to be able to access unless you build the bridge, it kicks you out of the, the, the area entirely. Like, it takes where you are and just boots you back to the very, like, where the bridge should be. So I'm like, well, can't do that. So, um... But it's it's been fun. And then um, I have been trying to make myself touch Animal Crossing because I really do want to finish my island, but I have been doing other things instead of... Like, I've been doing other things with my free time instead of playing Animal Crossing like I should to finish my island. So, but that's all about I've been doing. Do we want to use that as a point to go into, like... Just kind of throw in some of the questions we got. Um, we got a question about reflecting on that. Well, let me actually pull that up real quick. Because that would be a good time to like answer that instead of at the end. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is because I... Um, my biggest complaint about playing Animal Crossing right now is... Um, not even terraforming my island. Because I've pretty much got it all terraformed. It's just decorating it and getting the things I want. Mm. But... The one thing that they have not added in any of the updates, and I don't know if they're planning to do this because I don't know if it's been a thing in any of the other Animal Crossing games at all. Girl Child tells me it hasn't been. But it drives me insane when there's clothes in the shop and there's multiples of things that I want and I cannot, I can only buy what I can put on my person. Yeah. And then I have to go back in and buy it again. So if there's a shirt in, like, four different colors I want, I have to do it four effing times. So the way the shop works in New Horizons, um, that never worked like that before. I wish it would work like it does in the app or, like, the catalog where you can just pick them as you go. Like, I know you can't, like, pick, you know, five of this. You have to hit it five times, but, like... I wish you could just go in there and be like, buy, 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 like, you know, one at a time, even if you have to. Yes! Yes. So, yeah, it's annoying, but they never had that before. I wonder yeah. if that will be, like, a very late-life um, update. Because they did, like, a new leaf. Um, they had an update. It was called the Welcome Amiibo set. And I think it was two years or so after New Leaf came out. Maybe longer. And it, like, added some quality of life improvements. And then, like, Amiibo support and the RV garage. Or the RV park mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think some of that stuff got fixed. I don't remember. But I don't like, know, oh, but if they wanted there. to put a quality of life improvement in that game that would make me more likely to be eager to go back to it, that is one thing that they could do. Yeah, I have, that is probably all, the, I have a lot of things with that. Um, but our first <laughs> question, we have two Animal Crossing related questions from 
fatal glaring, fatal framing. She's fatal glaring right now. Um, do you think Animal Crossing New Horizons would have been as successful as it was if it didn't release during lockdown? Uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think it would have sold as much as it always does, but I don't think it would have been the like the phenomenon that it was at the time because everyone was stuck inside. They got something where they could communicate and kind of still have like some level of like normality with people, and it was like at that perfect time. I don't. I don't think it wouldn't have been so media influenced as mm-hmm. it was. It still would have sold very, very well regardless, but I don't think the the social zeitgeist of it being the game to play during the lockdown would have not happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that because I think before it was... I feel like Animal Crossing had a big enough fandom that it obviously would have sold games no matter what. But I think being in lockdown, I I know for a fact that there are people who would not have bought it had there not been in lockdown. And I know I recommended it to like several people who were like, I'm getting a Switch. What game should I get? And I'm like, you need to get Animal Crossing, you know? So it's, yeah. Like I know, so it's, um, it's a catch I know one person that. specifically that I think benefited, um, just like seeing because I always look at stuff from a streamer perspective. Now I can't, I can almost not look at stuff as like the normie perspective of looking at games coming out. I know one person who went from like just randomly doing stuff here and there, playing whatever cute game came out, to streaming Animal Crossing and like getting partnered off that because it came out oh. at that time, perfect timing for them to like you know. I think it might have been their first time through. They were going through, showing them, trying to get, like, the town they wanted. Their dreamies, which I fucking hate that word so much. What? Um, what is... What? Dreamies are the residents that you really want. That's, like, your dream resident, but they shorten oh, to dreamies what? because... Yeah. What? And the thing is, um, so they'll go dreamy hunting, so people like to see people go on... Um, Village like, hu- villager hunting. Like, yeah. But the thing is, everyone's dreamies are the exact same ten. You have yeah. Audie in there. You have um, Marshall. The, you have the penguin Raymond. The blue penguin. Yep, all the cute ones. There's like ten to fifteen quintessentially cute everyone wants ones. The ones that are good on Tumblr. And I was like, I'm looking for my yeah. dreamy. I'm like, oh, what's the one you want? They're like, it's Marshall. It's like, good job. Welcome to everybody. I but just people like for me. I just want all the penguins and and the Lola, which is the polar bear. That's all I want. I want all the grumpy wolves. I have two. I I want all the wolves and deer, but I I, I, I will get on the Marshall bandwagon. But I was like, I did not know anything about Marshall before he showed up at our island randomly when I still shared my island with my daughter. Hmm. I did not know a thing about him before he showed up. And he was the first villager to give me a nickname, so I have like a special attachment to him because of that. Because he nicknamed me Slick, and I was like, what? Like, I get that. It's just, some, like, a lot of them, it's just, like, everyone wanted the exact same people. They all yeah. have the exact same, like, pat, either very pastel-looking town or, like, very, like, uh, what's, I don't know how to describe it. They have all the Everybody towns Everybody wants look, Hipster Cat. Yeah. But, like, everyone has the exact same towns. They all work to work, like, basically to have the exact same copy-paste town. No one else had, like a weird thing or something. I was like, oh, look, I made, like, even my girlfriend's islands like this. Look, I have a cafe <laughs> over here. I have a library. I'm like, these are things that are outside for some reason. <laughs> so it always bothered me. But it's like everyone has the same shit, and they just share each other's dream addresses to make the same shit. Like, well, yeah. mine's different because mine's pink. I'm like, it's the same thing. 
as the other person. Same blueprint, different color. I don't know. I've seen some pretty clever islands, and like the island I'm making, I'm literally making it into Skyloft. I'm trying to make it as much like Skyloft as I possibly can. I'm just so. thinking of shoe bells now. <laughs> I have, I have actually purposely. I don't like the bird villagers, but I, I have, I have Flora and I have Queenie. I have um, Queenie. Yeah, yeah. I, like I don't like on the her. original one. Oh yeah, she sucks. I don't, yeah, I don't like her. Like, there's some there's some uh, snooty villagers that like have big personalities. She's not one of them, and I'm just like, come on. I don't know if this is me or if this is some underlying like sexism that I don't know I have, but I hate all the snooty villagers so much. But then I love all the um the smug villagers, all the guys. <laughs> I think it's because I think I would like the snooty villagers more if they. That is another thing missing from the game, and my daughter complains about this all the time. Is the dialogue? It's all the Every same. Every single one of them has the same dialogue, and like, I'm like, it's I, not I character based; it's personality based. I know they have a ton of characters, yeah. so it's, it's hard it's to give same. everyone like an original one. But they could do I, more, especially through the updates. I mean, I'm sure that they could hmm. code something in, but it, it does get very, very bland because it discourages me from talking to the villagers because I know exactly what they're going to say. Like, there's only seven personality types. And like, so you're gonna have duplicates of some of at least three, like minimum, like oh, yeah. you know, minimum of like three duplicates of something. Um, I have two lazy villagers. One's a rabbit, the other one's a duck. They say the exact same thing, and I'm really tired of them talking to me about their crunchy clothing. I just like like here. I'm like I'm gonna keep giving you. <laughs> I always give them the baby clothes because it's just really funny to me. I don't know. But I like, love my lazy villagers. Like, I like them, it's just, like, the two aren't different enough for me. But then I have, like, I have one peppy villager, (laughs) and she's fine. Somehow all, like, the, um, the grumpy villagers, I don't mind the fact that they're all the same, because, like, grumpy old men are all the same shit anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they all call you sport, they they don't remember how old they are, things like that. I'm like, okay, this doesn't really bother me too much. I have three. I have Fang, Coach, and, um, I have the Viking, like, cow guy, the Viking bull. What's his name? Oh, but they all say the same shit, but I don't mind, because I'm like, I just want grumpy villagers and jocks, which the jocks also say the same thing all the time. It's really just, like, the lazy and, like, the snooty villagers that are really annoying. Oh, also the normal villagers. I find see, them to I, be the most boring part of the game. And see, I like those, too, because it's, like, they're so wholesome, and that, that makes me... Oh, like, it's, I, it's my... It's my words of affirmation that likes the normal villagers because they're always so nice to me, and I'm like, yes, this feeds my love language. I wanted to, I wanted to like turn. Um, what's her name? What's the pink octopus I gave you? I had her name. And I just lost it. Marina. Marina. I wanted to turn. I wanted to turn her into takoyaki after a while because she would have been more interesting as food. But I, I love like the jobs. Oh yeah, she's fi- girlfriend really likes her. She um, gets. But- I've seen her get mad. Like, I've seen her get in a fight before, and the animations when they get in a fight and they stomp off is like, oh my god, I love it. I, I, I really want to like go the around jocks. like, stir up drama. I love the jocks. Like, some people are getting tired of them talking about their muscles. I'm like, why are you mad about this? <laughs> they run up to you, they scream, muscle madness, and then they just talk to you about how they're like... Because, like, even though they're all the same, that's kind of the funny thing with the jocks. They're all exactly the same. They're all trying to one-up each other, and they yeah. all suck. And that's my favorite part. It's all just like, yeah, I ran around the island five times. I'm like, bitch, you've been in the same place all day. You're lying. <laughs> You're lying to me, and I can see it. Oh, 
But yeah, I think I think it would have been I think it would have been successful no matter what, but I think quarantine gave it that extra like oomph that it needed mm-hmm. to to really cuz like I mean, you had people, you had like celebrities on Twitter. I mean, there was that whole thing where Elijah Wood went to somebody's island to like sell turnips. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't think you've ever seen that in any other games and people were you know, celebrities were actively playing it in quarantine. Probably the way to have played it anyway, but like it Not just that, like, And I do think the I do think the fact that it was so easily accessible mm-hmm. to get to other people's islands. Although um, my daughter would not say the same thing because she doesn't have any friends who have a Switch and she doesn't have any friends who play Animal Crossing except one of them who she bought New Leaf for. Mm. So she doesn't feel like like she got that aspect of it. But for me, I'm like, okay, everybody, oh, all, I All know the millennial adults were just like rolling in it. It yep. came out at the perfect time. Everything was really depressing. I mean, it still kind of is. And no one could see anyone. So like, it was that level of wholesomeness that we needed at the time. That nice distraction. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like on the opposite side... The Last of Us 2 came out in the middle of all of it, and it was just, like, that level of depression no one wanted at the time. I think it was too real. Yeah, because, like, it was, it's about, it's a post-apocalyptic world, um, you know, after, like, a major pandemic Pandemic. that, like, left most of the human population decimated or turned into monsters. So, like, it was, like, not exactly true to life, but, like, there's enough similar themes, and it was just, like like murder porn in some ways just like so like it was depression porn and no one wanted that at the time i remember when when i played zero time dilemma i remember i had a a talk with uh, a couple people before i played that because they were like you might want to be cautious about playing it because it does mention a pandemic and i'm like it doesn't mention a pandemic in a depressing way and they're like "Eh, i don't know is there a non-depressing way yeah i don't i I think it's the way it's presented. Like, mm. in Zero Time Dilemma, it was pre- presented as, like, you are trying to stop this. Mm. This is something that could happen. You are trying to stop this. Versus Last of Us, it has already happened. Yeah. So, post-apocalyptic and pre-apocalyptic are two very different things, I think. So. Uh, the follow-up to this question was, after a year, do you think they'll change any of the events to keep people interested, or has the ship sailed? Ship sale, they'll probably just add more they're, things in between. They're not changing anything. My girlfriend's convinced Bunny Day was going to be different this year. I'm like, oh, you sweet summer child. No. <laughs> Hippity hop. She's like, well, they, oh, they can do updates, so it's, they might change it. I'm like, they're not going to. It's Nintendo. They don't change things. I hope you like what they did the first time, because that's what you will always see. I did not see Zipper last year. All I know is my daughter talks about how awful he is. So I'm not really looking forward to playing on Sunday if it is I do. I'm... Did, did you hear the theory that he's your father, technically? Or what? he's your player's father? I'm sorry, what? What rabbit hole is this? Like, one of the theories is, like, he's he's your father checking in on you and things like that. I... no. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I don't because like to a imagine lot, that. Because a lot of people are wondering who he is, and it, like, uh, there's like strange, really harebrained theories. One of them is uh, th- th- that he's the player's father checking in on the player. This is but that seems like a wholesome conspiracy theory. Yeah. This is unrelated, but my phone just notified me about this thing I, l- I was looking at on eBay. Um, it's a mm. copy of Rule of Rose that's almost done with its bidding. How high do you think the price is? 
420. <laughs> Where's the decimal point? 69.42. No. Finger. $400? 400? Is it higher or lower? Higher. It's Rule of Rose. Rule of Rose is one of the rarest PS2 games. I I know. Mm. Is it 600? No, it's lower than that. Okay. 450? Oh, really close. Just a little bit under. 420.69? It's $425 (laughs) even. Plus $6 shipping. This is an unrelated tangent. If you are charging people this exorbitant amount for a game... Your ass better give them free fucking shipping. <laughs> you can't spare. It's six dollars shipping. You can't spare six dollars out of that four twenty five to give them free shipping. Why? <laughs> give them free shipping. You don't want them to, to pay, take advantage of you. I had to pay ten dollars for shipping on a sixty dollar game. The problem is, even with the shipping, it's cheaper than everything else. Available for that one on eBay. I didn't want to spend that much, but it was in like new condition, complete PS1 game. And I, I wanted to get it while it was still available. I just spent like $120 on two PS1 games recently, and I want to vomit. Ugh. I bought Saga Frontier 1 and 2. They don't have those on PSN or anything like that, so I was like, I have to get it on disc. And I want to play it. I know they're making a remaster of 1, but who knows if they'll get to 2. And I would rather have the original thing, because that's how I bait people's with original hardware streams. So, that is a good tangent into the next thing that we want to bring up, is rare games in general, and how those are about to be increasing, because Sony is closing the PlayStation 3 store. Mm-hmm. So. The PSP store has already been closed, but you can still buy games for it on... Uh, Vita and PS3, but those two stores are going to close here. The PS3 store is closing in June, or is it July? One of them, I think, is July. I think PS3 is July. Vita is end of August. The problem is, um, not every game from the PSP, PS3, and Vita are available on other systems. The PS3 specifically um, is the home to downloads of PS1, rare PS1 games and some rare PS2 games, that are not available in digital form anywhere else, like Xenogears. You can still buy and download these. You can buy them up until they close, and then you can download them as long as they still re- like have that service available for downloads. But once it closes, Xenogears is going to get even more expensive than it already is. Now, Xenogears I- is a related to Xenoblade. So, Zeno Gears was the first game. It was made by Square. It was made under Squaresoft. The director of that and the other Zeno games is the same. It was actually going to be. It was one of the original pitch ideas for Final Fantasy VII, but they decided to go um, with what we have now. Zeno Gears, Parasite Eve, and the what we know as Seven were all very um, related, different stages in development for pitches for the next Final Fantasy. Um, so there's Xenogears, which ended up being part five out of a six-part saga. The other five entries did not get made. And the game has some um, budget cut issues that come up in disc two, which is a meme. Um, that guy eventually left, made Monolith Soft, and under Namco made Xenosaga 1, 2, and 3, which was also supposed to be a six 
game series, and they made one, they made two, and then they made him condense four through six into the third game. Then they left from Namco, same developer, and they went to Nintendo and made Xenoblade. None of them are legally connected, but there are themes and mentions of characters and mythos and stuff like that, and like the Zohar that are in a lot of them. Yeah, Xenogears is expensive. It's ten dollars on PSN. The cheapest copy I have seen um, is around eighty dollars, and those are bids on eBay. Yeah, I'm reading. Um, I'm looking up an article on this right now, and it, like people on Twitter are talking about like games that they recommend people get, and one of them was Haunting Ground slash Demento. Yeah, Clock, that's... Clock Tower Two, <laughs> Clock Tower First Fear. Yeah, those are only available on the Japanese one. I have them all, um, but. That version of Haunting Ground is what all the speedrunners use. It's not a super active board, but like that is the fastest version of the game. It is the Japanese download version of it on PS3. It's the fastest version. Once that goes out, that will probably really cut down the um, speedrun community even more because it's already hard enough to get the game and they don't allow emulators. So that begs the question, I think because one of the big, big questions about this is will people still be able to play their digital content on those platforms? Like, yeah. pre- I'm sure if they previously downloaded it, they will. So the answer is yes with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the things, I don't know if this relates to the PS3 as much, because I think you can solve this without that issue. I forgot exactly what it's called. It's like the CMOS board hmm. or something. There is a part on the PS3, PS4, and I think PS5, I don't know. But at least on PS3 and PS4, there is a... Um, a part on the board that keeps clack, or track of the internal clock for the system. When that battery dies, it has to be replaced, and the only way to like resync it so that your purchases and stuff still work on um, your system is to connect to PSN. It resyncs the clock, and your purchases go because some have um, you know, they're time sensitive to make sure that you didn't steal them, or if they're PS Plus, like you know, you have so much time before you can't do them anymore. Mm-hmm. On the PS3, when that goes out, I think only your digital content can't be played. On the PS4, if that board goes out and you can't connect to PSN, you cannot play discs. Yeah. Which is stupid. Mm-hmm. So later on, like, all the Sony systems have just become, like, the all the uh, modern Sony systems from PS3 forward are all becoming, a, like, a collector's nightmare. Because, mm-hmm. like, say if- the PS4 store closes, you have the disc copies for your games for your PS4, that battery dies, you can't sync it up, you can't use that system anymore. So you have to hope that there's backwards compatibility on the future systems. Yeah. Which they're, they are kind of doing right now. Because the 4 and 5 is, is it's thankfully a, a fairly good process right now. I honestly think the 5 only has backwards compatibility because there's no games out for the 5 really yet. Well, I mean, even so, like, well, Xbox can say the same thing, but... <laughs> right. But Microsoft has had... They've always made their stores unified. I mean, they yeah, had the 361, and they just added on the Xbox One store. Then they yeah. added on the Xbox Series X store to that. So, like, mm-hmm. I can go on my computer, and I can buy... I think I can buy 360 games from my computer. I can't play them on mm-hmm. there, but I can play them on whatever hardware they're playable on, and it's all mm. one unified account. PlayStation yeah, now has it set up... Not, now they're thinking that, but like Microsoft has been forward thinking about that for the long time. But Sony mm-hmm. has been keeping their shit 
fairly segregated, unfortunately, and it's been a fucking nightmare. And now they're only thinking about this now, possibly because of everything. But even so, it's still it's still fucking separated. Mm. Like I don't know what Sony is going to do post five if they are going to when they get to the six. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Do you think that they are possibly setting up for a thing that Nintendo did, where they started like Nintendo has the uh, or the Switch has the apps. The apps where you can play all the older games on them. Do they think? Do you think that there's any possibility that they could implement a system like that? I feel like that would be a good idea, but even with I, Nintendo's system, it's imperfect. I think yeah. they could, but I don't think they will. Yeah, they. It's good theory that they could, but AL costs money to try to get everything back in. So, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's money Sony is willing to to spend. This this is another thing too, where Sony is. Um, is a company that's not just games it's just all this other stuff and sony has been known to be a whole bag of dicks when it comes to certain departments trust me i cover their music side and they're a bitch i yeah i don't trust i don't trust nintendo either that's why i um this is maybe yeah, i don't really... trust i don't trust nintendo 100 percent. what what the fuck they're doing I'll buy digital games from Nintendo. I bought one brand new game full price on there because I just they had no way of getting to the store and I wanted Luigi's Mansion 3 the day it came out. I don't trust Nintendo at all. 100% do not trust them with anything digital related. Am I able to play my Wii games on my Wii U? No, because my no. system died and they're not connected to an account. Am I allowed to switch my 3DS games to another system? No. You have to do it and you only can do it so many times. Am I able to, like, take the games I bought on Wii U and upgrade them on the Switch? No, they're locked to that system, and that's it. I can't even download them on another Wii U if I want without getting Nintendo involved. They are completely untrustworthy and really big into artificial scarcity. They don't give a shit about anything they've ever made and, like, like, you know, actually preserving their legacy. I do not understand why people are so gung-ho full digital, because even digital only does not really... I've heard from a, um, like, um, uh, what's the word? Like a, um, like, if you're looking at it more of, like, um, reducing pollution, reducing, like, you know, electronic waste and stuff, um, they're still, you're still not getting an offset of, like, you know, saving money or you the, know, sa- the, the amount that they're supposedly saving isn't offsetting the amount that is doing more harm regardless. yeah honestly keeping your system on in the whole like um the energy used from like your pot your system being on using the internet servers and stuff is actually doing more damage than making more plastic stuff like there's still more pollution from that it doesn't offset it it doesn't like it's not trading one for a better option is trading one bad option for another bad option. It's just one's more convenient for us. We don't have to think about it. Uh, yeah, I, it's. I like, here, here, here's a new listing for Zeno gears. Buy it now. 150 bucks. This is my only option. Once the PSN store goes down, if somehow I lose access to my PlayStation account yeah, or if they like it goes off. And I understand these are old games. It came out like 1998, stuff like that, 99. Like, I should have bought them years ago. But, like, I can still, if I want, buy a digital copy of Need for, of like, like Halo 3. I can buy Halo 3 on placed on Xbox 360 digital if I want to right now. On the Xbox One, on PC, anywhere. I can get it. 
and that's a game that's from when I was in high school. That's I don't not, know if you'll be able to play it unless you get the Master Chief Collection, though. I think it still has online, because I think their online servers, yeah. they even still have up for reach. And then, like, Microsoft, mm. like, it doesn't seem like they take down servers for their stuff very often, because, like, I think it's just all built into their shit anyway. Yeah. And one of the things that I was thinking about is... Of course, eventually they were going to have to close down those three particularly mm. because of the fact that the the they're losing more money than they're gaining from mm. keeping the keeping the lights on, so to speak. Because that that part of Sony they weren't charging for online as yeah. well. So I completely understand. It just fucking sucks. If they like were gonna like take that down and then put it up with a unified store. Like, where I could just, you know, if I wanted to, I could download. I really wish they didn't change it for the PS3, but, like, if you could at least, like, you could still buy all the stuff from the PS4 or, the, like, oh, you have to go to the website now and buy it. Yeah. And that yeah. keeps that on. It's all one server, one connected thing, and then yeah. you just have to have the system to work on. No, it's just gone. Yeah. That's that's my whole thing. Like, Sony's going to have to get their fucking act together one of these days and unify the shit already, because... We're going to run into this problem again 10 to 15 years down the line with the PS4. Mm. Well, and that's the thing. is When things like this happen, there are certain games that... I mean, we've talked about this a couple times, that they just become lost. Like, yeah. that media becomes lost, and you can't access it anymore because the company has taken away the IP, and then you don't have the hardware to access it either. Um, yep. The one that always comes to mind for me is... What is the, uh, um, man, my brain is not functioning tonight. Uh, oh, well, one of the case in points is original Destiny. You cannot play Destiny 1 when it first opened. You cannot play that anymore. Mm -hmm. Hell, you can't even play Destiny 2 now. It's all the new shit. Zach Pilgrim is the one I'm thinking of. Scott Pilgrim? Or Scott Pilgrim, yeah, not Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. They just re-released it. Like it just yeah, got they re-released. just re-released it. But had they not done that, you had to have know. bought it um, basically a decade ago. Which I have it through Plus. Yes. So basically, right now we're at that point where we have to hope that the other companies will re-release these games. Some kind of have. Like, if you want to play the original Crash games, I hope you have disc, or I hope you bought the downloads because the only other way to play them is the reignited, um, not the reignited, the um, Insane Trilogy, which are remakes. So if you want the original experience. You're going to be looking yep. for a disc. I mean, <laughs> physics-wise, it's fucking the same, which is fucking yeah. stupid. But so, like, if that, you, that's, if, that's, if you, that's a whole other game. <laughs> if you care about the original experience, you're going to be in a load of pain trying to get, like, because, like, now the disc prices are going to go up. They already have. Like, yep. the games I've just bought, um, the two Saga Frontier games, they were, like, 30 bucks last year. Maybe a little bit before. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. bought one for 60, one for 72. Yeah. Like and if if I want to play Crash Team Racing, like original. how I remembered it, I'm going to have to I have to buy it within the next couple of months now, mm-hmm. and it fucking sucks. Even though I have the disc, it's it, it just fucking sucks. What kind of sucks too is if you have these games through Plus, I don't think you have the option to buy them on top of it because it just says you own them. So like yeah. if you're like oh I want to buy these you know in case they decide to remove the Plus features from PS3 and all stuff like that. Like, even if it was in your download list? No, you can't. And I don't know. Will mm-hmm. this impact patching of, of games? I don't... I'm not too sure, but th- at this point, well, by the time you do download it, I think the patch would 
come but with. Like if you have a disc, <laughs> like if I pop in the disc of Sonic Generations, will I get the um, the patches for it, or will they be gone? It'll be very interesting because certain ones are game breaking from 1.0. So mm. let's see. Um, and like this kind of goes into the next one. Barrio is asking, "How do you feel that DLC for Persona 4 Dancing will now be inaccessible, even though there's a PS4 version of the game?" The Vita and PS4 don't share DLC. So if you have the Vita version and you want the DLC for Persona 4 Dancing, just like there's other games too, but this specifically, yeah. Um, yeah. you can't buy it anymore after this. It's not cross-buy. Cross-buy games yeah. apparently, like if I would buy, what's something that was cross-buy that I can think of? PlayStation Battle Royale. That's gone too. That, those are both be yep, gone. That's going to be gone too. Which I'm sure Sony's happy about that. Yeah, uh, but like, uh, well, I mean, they just they just bought Evo. And I kind of wanted to get into that too. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's like a game that's crossed by. I'm just gonna pick Guacamelee because I know it's on Vita, PS3, yeah, and PS4. Yeah, I can buy the PS4 one and get the other versions, but that's uh not a that's like one small example. But like then, like Persona 4 Dancing, I think the PS4 version you only could get if you bought it with a download, like if you bought it with a the big collection, right? Did they ever release it separately? It was part of the collector's edition for Dancing All Night for 5 and 3. Because I have the download one, but I think that's the only way you could have gotten it. And you can yeah, get DLC that's the for only that, way you could have gotten it. No one else, you, you probably wouldn't have been able to get it mm. for the, the big screen. So, like, it's just gonna, so much stuff's just gonna be gone now. And, like, I'm big yeah. into game preservation. Like, that's why I have a massive physical collection of stuff from Japan and the US and a little bit from Europe. Like I have mm-hmm. a I have a European Mega Drive now. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like to keep these things in there because it's cool. I like to talk about them. I could talk about them forever. That's why I have a podcast so you people listen to me. And I did a YouTube yeah. show. I'm kind of done with Retrosaurus at the moment, but like I'd like to talk about that stuff. Let mm-hmm. me figure out what I'm doing. I'm done with Retrosaurus, but I kind of still want to do videos. I, I don't know. Well, that's different. It's different, related, but different. So, like, I, it's going to make this so much harder. Because it's already hard to go back and find, like, even Atari cartridges. A lot of them are gone. Um, NES stuff's hard to find. Super Nintendo. Like, if these w- ROMs weren't dumped, that's, the, like, the one way. Like, that's why, like, piracy, air quotes, is so important to this, too. Because you can't rebuy a lot of old Super Nintendo games. Nintendo has dropped, yeah. their, has gotten rid of their stores. And then the new thing that is, is... um their Nintendo online app, which is great if you want to play flagship titles. But if you want to play like, uh, what game's not in there? What do I have over there that's not in there? Uh, like Fortnite or some shit. I don't know. Fortnite on Super Nintendo? Uh, no, I'm for the, for the app. Yeah. I was trying to think what they had in there. Like, um, I'm trying to think of just like an, uh, I don't have my switch in front of me. Yeah. Well, I was but thinking of like a, like a Super Nintendo game that's not in there. Huh? It's fl- it's flagship and really uh, popular the original titles. Final Fantasies, probably. Yeah, like, if you want to play Final Fantasy oh, yeah. 2 and 3 for Super Nintendo that came out in the US, they are not available in the app. Yeah, you can still get remakes of 4 and five, and four and 6, but, like, if you're like, I want to play the exact version I played as a child. I want to see the original translation, the things that I remember, um, just like, you know, the original localization of that game. You're going to have to go buy a cartridge or find the ROM. Mm-hmm. cartridges are going to be super expensive because they're collector's items despite the fact that they are pretty big games they're still rare to, like hard to find well and you touched very briefly on pirac- piracy mm-hmm. 
a lot of times the reason that exists is because the original medium is not accessible. Like, especially in video games, it exists because it's become inaccessible and people still want it. And so they're going to find a way to get it. So like most people, if they're going to pirate things and there's like, Oh, I wouldn't have bought the same way. They're going to do it no matter what people are going to steal stuff. If they're going to do it and they weren't going to buy it ever. So it's not a lost sale. That's always one of the big things companies think is like pirates. One pirated game means one lost sale. No, but if you give people a legitimate way to buy things, they will. I will. If you give me a way Mm -hmm. to buy a game, I will do it if I can, like, you know, if I can afford it, I won't pirate it. I'm like, say tomorrow, Square Enix is like, oh, we're going to do all new copies of, we're going to reprint Xenogears and all the Final Fantasy stuff like that. PS1 copies available. Be like, okay, I will buy that. I will Uh actively (laughs) buy a copy of that from you because that is exactly what I want. Or if, like, we have a remaster of it, it's going to be on this. I'll buy that remaster. 100%. They're doing that with Saga Frontier. I bought the original ones. I'm probably going to buy the remaster as well because I'm like, this is what I wanted. But if they're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we're not going to do that. Say these games shot up to $200. I would have probably just pirated Saga Frontier to try it out. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's where we are. Like, there's some games. There's one I want called Thousand Arms. It's not $1,000. I really wish it was just so it could fit what I wanted to yell about. But it's like a, a, at least $100, not 200 There's no re-release of it. What am I going to, what am I, how am I going to play that? Am I entitled to play it? No. Not exactly, but it looks. It depends on the way that you look at games, because like people are like, oh, we're going to preserve these films. There's a lot of pirated films that people don't really come down on. Books, mm-hmm. I think too. Like eventually they fall into public domain. Games don't fall yeah. into this area. So like, once they're if the company doesn't want you to remember their legacy, we just we have to find a way to do it. We're not entitled to it because they say we're not. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know. It's let let me. Why don't people want our money? <laughs> It's a different way of gatekeeping, um, and you're exactly you're exactly right about the money thing. I don't. It, it blows my mind when a company knows that they could probably get people to pay for a title, and they're just like, "Nah, we don't I want mean, money." And like <laughs> Nintendo has been doing that. Like they, it's unofficially been like leaked out that they are using this fear of missing out and artificial scarcity to drive up sales of re-releases and stuff. Because um, I actually saw this. Let me see if I can find this tweet from Punchy. Earlier, I would um, believe that they're doing that, you know, because the the Mario and what is it? Yep. The Mario case, games and Fire case Emblem. In, case in point, the day we're recording this is the last day we'll able we're, we'll be able to get Mario 3D All Stars for no Mario fucking dies apparent tonight. reason. Yeah, no reason. Yeah, Mario oh, dies no, in the physical realm say, tonight. Yeah, there's Mar- Mario dies. <laughs> so um, Mario dies. <laughs> this is a um, this is a tweet that um, Punchy, another streamer. Um, retweeted i'll read his um, commentary after it from after I read the main one but it's from katrick klepik um he's like if mm. you're wondering why nintendo is delisting popular mario games today i looked into into this last year and the answer according to a dev who spoke with nintendo is straightforward artificial scarcity drives impulse sales so like buying a game yep. like oh well i yeah. need to get this now um yeah. and the the quote that they have is they have data that shows that re-releases of games tend to wither on wish lists said a developer who's been involved with publishing several games on switch who asked to remain anonymous because they were not permitted to publicly discuss this. Uh, the manufactured FOMO, the fear of missing out, meaning like, yeah. like if you don't know what that is, like you're like, oh, all my friends are doing thing. I want to do thing too, so I'm going to do it even though you know maybe I can't afford it, maybe I don't have the time. I have to do it so I don't feel like I'm missing out on that. Um, it helps them get those sales or so they think. Um, what Punchy commented on it is one, 
like, yeah, it's a cash grab from Nintendo because they know, like, if they do this now, they'll get all the money they wanted. They're like, say they're like, we're expecting, you know, 100 sales, but if we put out over a course of, like, you know, forever, we might only get, like, those over, you know, we might get those 100 sales between now and who knows. If we tell them they have a month Mm. to do it, we will get those 100 sales and maybe more when we want them. Oh, and don't forget, here's another game that no one's talking about that is going to be gone at the stroke of midnight the english version of the fire emblem game the first fire emblem game that confuses Mm -hmm. the hell out of me yeah why the fuck are you going to do that for fire emblem like it's it's digital like i'd understand that like there's no more physical copies like also the the mario collection the physical the physical and the digital versions are both gone from today i think they're already gone in europe it's a digital title like, it's it's not taking up tons of space on your server. Fire Emblem is probably, like, maybe 10 megabytes tops. The physical release of it was a download code with a bunch of other yep. shit. So, yep. like, like, this is the first official one. People had been playing fan translations. People are like, holy shit, we can finally get the officially translated one. This is great. And they're, and they're yep. like, you have, like, what, six months? No, like, it no, there was, like, four like, months. Like four to five months, and I was like, "What the fuck are you lowballing them for?" And it's like it's a six dollar game on there, and it's like, why even remove it? Like it's, I could understand if they're like, "We're gonna have these digital," but then they're gonna turn to a physical only release, or vice versa. If they're like, "This will only be this," yeah. and then afterwards, just that. Like that's what currently Xenoblade Two is. Xenoblade Two has like, if you don't find a new copy or use one now. Nintendo is not making more. If you want it, you have to buy it digitally. Despite the fact they mm-hmm. just released a a fighter based on that game for Smash, they're you not reprinting it. You would fucking think. <laughs> and it drives up interest, but they'd rather get those digital sales now, too. What Last year, it was um, after Xenoblade Definitive came out, I was scouring trying to find a copy of Xenoblade 2 in English. They didn't have it at stores. They didn't have it on Amazon, GameStop, Amazon, nothing had them. Found it on eBay. Someone nearby in my state, which I will still stand by Missouri having the best eBay sellers, sold like sold me it for like 40 bucks, and I got it. And I'm like, it should have, it came out in 2017. I bought this last year. That should have been a $20 greatest hits game. One thing that um, Punchy did say, um, his secondary commentary on this was, like, there is some understanding to why nintendo feels this or companies do that artificial scarcity people talk about all the time that they want remasters of stuff and then they never buy them which is true i mean like um what was one that came out what was a remaster that came out somewhat recently oh subs the zombie got a out of nowhere remaster i want it have i bought it yet no i'm gonna wait for a sale and then i'll probably forget about it Mm -hmm. so it does happen That's like, fair. I understand they're like, we're putting all this time, money, effort into making this game that you guys begged for, and it's gone. So, like, I can see them like, well, what's the point of, like, even bothering if they're not going to, if no one's going to buy this, yet they clamored for it. I don't know if it's pricing, if it's other economy stuff, like, economic stuff, whatever, that's keeping people from getting it. But I guess the, the like, using the fear of missing out in, like, limited time does drive people to finally buy shit. But, like, at the same time, then, like, it becomes hard to preserve it. And, like, you find about later. Like, um, there was a physical release for Grandia 1 and 2 HD on Switch. Unlimited run only. Guess who missed it because he didn't know it existed? Me. The games never go on sale on Switch. They're, yeah. like, 40 bucks. I think it's 40 or 60 bucks all the time. 
So I haven't bought them because not available in the format I want and the price never goes down. Yeah. And on that, you have to, I think sometimes with when they price things like that, you have to really be a fan of it. Like I personally was not ever going to download the Mario game whatnot because I, I am of the opinion that Mario peaked at Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World was great. I liked it, but then the rest of them after that, I'm just like, nah, I could take this or leave this. You know, so I have access to the games I want. I have no need mm-hmm. to buy that collection, which is fine. But no amount of fear of missing out was going to get me to buy that. But other people would because, you know, they're collectors or they do this. You know, so they bank on... They bank on fear of missing out, but even if that doesn't work, sometimes you can get hardcore fans to go into it. Like, I would pay for a Zelda release like that, and that would be a priority of me as long as I knew it existed. But if you if you don't market it and you don't tell people about it, then you can't create the fear of missing out either. Hmm. And I think that they do that with a lot of other things. Um, I find it weird that they did this with Mario yeah. because, like, Mario 64 is, like, the quintessentially, like, millennial childhood game. Mario Galaxy people can take or leave super mario sunshine has never been re-released until now yeah like there's there was yeah. no other way to get it except for to buy a disc of it which it used to be like 60 to 100 dollars depending on where you went it might be a little bit more now but like like these are games people were asked for there's just something about the 3d era where like it's that playstation 1 n64 and onwards era um until like the ps ps4 really like that one like it's the 3D era that just don't give a shit about preserving it. Mm-hmm. They, and they only want you... Please remember Mario 1, 2, 3 World and um, Lost Levels. Mm-hmm. We've gotten them on how many systems? How many yep. remakes of them? Mm-hmm. If but people it's aren't like, buying the games because they've gotten them too many times. It almost feels like it almost feels like that early 3D area was like experimental and they kind of want to mm-hmm. forget it. But I don't think that... like. I don't think that's good because we shouldn't want to forget that because we should want to preserve that because of how experimental it was. Like, PS1 and um, PS2 era are my favorite areas of gaming. I didn't grow up with an NES or a Super NES. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. My dad used to have an NES at, our, at his house. Like, he's like, oh, I found it in the basement. I'm thinking whoever he was dating at the time or just a friend lent him it when we came over and then took mm-hmm. it back. That's why it wasn't always there. I've been like, it just clicked in my head recently that my dad might have been doing that because it always <laughs> still had Mario with it. But, like, I didn't grow up with those. I grew up, I got an N64 in, like, 2000. I got a GameCube in, like, 2003. That's where my mental childhood is for games. If it wasn't Game Boy, Pokemon, it was those. So, like, those are the ones I want, and those are the ones I can't get. And there was so much I missed out on PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. Like, that's why I'm, like, scouring, trying to find Xenogears. And I got the Saga games. I, I The other day, I found a Square Enix's website. Like, they still sell, like, five ps1 games new in case for 15 bucks each they sell Mm -hmm. chrono cross final fantasy 9 um final fantasy chronicles which is four in chrono trigger um what else they have final fantasy origins which is one and two and i think they had one more but like you can buy these these are brand new ps1 games greatest hits 15 bucks i bought three of them the three that i needed like it was like six dollars shipping or whatever i got them a couple days they're the only company I know that does that. And, like, you have to know they're there. Like, that's why I told people it was, like, a massive shock in chat one day. So you have to know they're there. But, like, they're one of the few that still have new copies of some games. You can't go buy, like, I can't go buy a new Nintendo GameCube game from 
Nintendo. I can't buy an N64 cartridge from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, I know these are niche. They're getting more niche, especially with, like, people, like, the hardware is dying. Um, like, I mean, some of mine are in rough shape just because of how old they are. And disc systems go out easier. So, like, just to not have anything to play, like... Not being able to buy the games and not having something to play them on now is becoming really annoying. That's why, like, mm-hmm. you have to emulate shit. Yeah. No, it's a problem. And I don't think it's... I don't think it's one that is easily solved for... Because everything comes down to, well, how much, like... We like money enough that we want to have all these marketing plans and this and this and this and make things, you know fear of missing out and we want to have all this happen but we don't like money enough that we just don't take the easy route where we know that we can get it easily we have to create as much as we possibly can instead of just being like you can buy it for 20 bucks mm. here's the download it's constantly available you can get it you know like i wish there's just like a service on these systems where like like if you bought something on that like just make a PlayStation 1 emulator that works on Sony stuff and just make a new version that each time there's a new system whatever because it can't yep. be that hard if people do this as a hobby it cannot be that hard hire those people let yep. them make it for you whatever yep. and just let it's like if I buy you know Apocalypse starring Bruce Willis a PS1 game I can play it on everything that has access to PS1 games in perpetuity like it's hmm. tied to my account I bought it it's mine whatever but yeah and I thought I thought they were doing that with... That, that's another thing, too. I think they were trying to do that with the PS3, Vita, and PSP because they all talk to each other, mm-hmm. but that's because probably to how the, the store interface was. So it, it's, it fucking sucks that, you know, the only the only console that had a fairly integrated store is the one that is going out. Mm-hmm. And because of that, none of that shit ain't carrying over. Yeah, like the entire ecosystem is about to die off that was like meant to support those things. Yep. Like there are what so many PSP is, is, games that is, are already is gone all the too. indie games as well that mm. that will be just lost. Like so there's some PSP games that have never been ported, re-released anything, and some don't even play on um PS Vita just because they didn't enable it for one reason or another. So what you would yep. have to do is buy Crisis, it on PS. Crisis Core is one of those. Crisis Core doesn't have a download. Birth by Sleep, the original version, doesn't have a download. Thankfully, that one's gotten a remaster, but there's no download version of the original version or the original Final Mix version. Yeah. So like you have to go like good luck finding a copy of Crisis Core and a PSP that works, and then finding a way to enjoy it that's not going to cramp your hands as like a thirty something um, year old person with carpal tunnel. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I can... That, that's also case in point. I don't think I'll be able to play Monster Hunter, the original Monster Hunters, again. No, God, no. You'd have to play those on Vita, and, like, they only sell, I think, Freedom Unite on the store. Yep. Yep. You can't buy... You can't find Portable, Portable Second, or, um... Yeah. Or or 3, when they did make the 3. Yeah, I think that... There is, like, a third one that came out, but I think that's only in Japan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so also now I have to go through... I have, like, 25 bucks... On my Japanese PSN account, what games do I need to save? Because some of those are hard to find. Uh, I don't know how many of those I'm going to need or want yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like it's it's going to get to the point that like fuck, like when I when Japan opens up again, I'm going to have to really fucking look, and it's fucking shady now. Like the the like retro gaming market for collecting has been so awful already since like the past couple of years because of COVID or whatever. Um, and it's just gonna get worse. 
like so many games pre-COVID were cheap. Like I bought a game last year called Trag Mission of Mercy. I got it and I was really upset with the condition of it and I sent it back. It was $35 new and no new and are like, you know, complete in box. Right now, let me see if I can find it. See if I can find it without it um Let's see, disc only is now 20 bucks for that. Um case and manual only 25. Complete copy is now 50. It has doubled in price since last year. And that's just one. They all go up from there. It was 35 and that was on the a little bit more expensive but it had like a, it was an appeared to be a nicer condition when I ordered it. And now that's doubled. And that's a game that's niche that's just going to get harder to find. There's no download version in the US. There's only a Japanese one that doesn't help if you can't read Japanese. Oh, uh, I hate everything. In closing this, we can determine that accessibility is important and should be a thing. That fo- I have a question that follows to this. Chi asked, uh, do you wish you could go back to a world with only physical game copies? I just wish we could go back to one where it valued them. Yes. Where like, yeah. there, was, there was always like a one-to-one. I, I'll, I'll, I'll have this much because I, I don't want it just only physical. Because... Well, A, it would have been hella hard to get any games at this point during this these mm. times. And what happens if they only made a certain amount of number of games and you missed out on that? Or they're, they're scalpers like that. Mm. Like, people do that for Fire Emblem all the fucking time. Like, trying to get games so. on limited run that were only physical on there, and I missed out, like, Grandia? Well, whatever. And, like, No More Heroes is having, um... 1 and 2 HD are having, um, special editions on limited run... They're 120 bucks. I think together it's like yeah. 120 or 160. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm. I know it's a hundred. I don't remember how much. I can't afford those, and I'm going to miss on yeah. miss out on them, and just have to hope yeah. that they don't delist them from the eShop. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 only thing that I'll I'll say is, yeah, I I don't want it all physical, like all thing, because of just how we are right now. But I wish that the three companies can just integrate all their shit. Yeah. Kind of like how Microsoft has been doing. Like, I shit on Microsoft a lot of times. Trust me. I shit on them so much times, but the thing that they got right is how they integrated their store throughout all three systems at Mm. this point. Now, if Sony can do that, it looks like they might be doing that with how they're doing the PS5 store right now. But if they can shift the entire store to be one thing then we don't have to worry about this as often. And we'll only have to worry about shit being delisted. Yeah, I... I like having a physical copy. I like having both. I like having a physical copy and a digital copy. Because... Yeah, same. It, if, if it's a game that I switch back and forth between frequently, I like not having to switch... Like, if I'm upstairs with my Switch, I like not having to go all the way to the basement to get a game I want to play. I could just, you know use the digital get it digitally but i i think physical copies are important um for the reasons that we've been talking about i really but there wish... but there again it also run you run into the, the the situation where eventually you have these physical copies of games and you don't have a system where you can play them on so i feel weird saying this but i really wish limited run would not be a thing anymore and oh, just things would be released because i like that they give like they did re-release um like reprinted copies of night trap for um sega cd and sega 32x fucking amazing um but the problem is some companies like we're gonna skip doing an actual retail 
physical thing and that they're just only going to come through limited run because you know they think they perceive smaller like base or whatever like you know style base but it's like now i have to hope that i get it within like the month window they have it and i have known about it already so like it goes back to that like fomo of that it's an entire thing based on fomo like you have a month maybe two weeks to a month to order something hopefully you got it hopefully you have the money at the time like i got the space channel 5 vr thing from there um it's limited runs, but like collector's edition, I got it. The collector's edition's a fucking letdown, but that's the only way I could have gotten a physical copy of that game. And I don't have the system played or anything like that. And I had to get it then or else I'd never have a chance to get it. And I really hate it because <laughs> there's so much stuff I would like to get or you like have access to, but like maybe I don't have the money at the time. Maybe I don't have the system at the time and I don't like having to be like pressured into ordering things right now. Yeah, same. No, I, I feel the exact same way for example i want a physical physical copy of star wars republic commando for the modern systems mm-hmm. but the only way i'm going to be able to do that is is going through limited run mm-hmm. and it's april 16th i'm going to forget this i'm going to forget that this exists by the time april 16th happens and when it is available, I'm going to totally forget and I'm going to miss my chance to get this. And I'm fucking furious about that because I want a physical copy for this. Even though this game is out of canon. I am. Um, I would feel okay about like limited run how they do things if they had a exclusive variant that was only available. Like, they have this for some now. I wish this applied to everything. There's an exclusive a variant that's only available if you do it the first time through. Maybe it comes with, like, something yeah. special in it. Maybe it has a different case. And then afterwards, they have the non-variants available. Um, sometimes. Or just have, like, the limited editions more so for that. Yeah. And then have a, a regular, like, later on. Like, even if it was things where, like, they had to wait. They're like, you know, you can get this, but we have to wait to get, like, you know, ten people to order this to make it worth our time. Okay, whatever. And... <laughs> <laughs> I won Grandia 1 and 2 HD physical, and now I just have to hope someone's not going to scalp me. I'm just so pissy because I really want Xeno Gears right now, too. I really want that. Yeah. No, it, it's it's a catch 22 with that question. So, do we want to move on to the third question? Um, Is that the last one from Bari? Yeah, from, uh, from Bari. Bari asks, yeah, he asked, um, what games do you think people should get? from the PS3 Vita stories before they close. There's no other way to play them. Um, I honestly feel like um, Atlas got wind of this beforehand because Persona 4 mm-hmm. Golden came out on Steam last year, and I really feel like they got wind of this a little while ago. Yeah, Possibly. Um, but I yeah. really think people need to get anything on PS1 that they think is worth their time because you're not going to get those anywhere else. So if you want yeah. the original Resident Evils, 1, 2, 3, get those. If you want Dino Crisis, 1, 2, there are no modern PC versions of these games. You have to find old ones that are shitty ports. Um, get Xenogears, get the Final Fantasy... Uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 you can probably skip because they're on things. Um, yeah, they're on things. Um, personally, I, I would say get CTR, Crash Team Racing, because mm-hmm. that's it's the only way that is in pure form without the the extra races and the DLC characters. So, besides that, not to sh- I, I would say try to get some indie games too, mm-hmm. but it just depends. Some indie games are re- like re uh, released on everything all the time, so it's you're missing it's, out it's, on it's a certain a version, thing. but like. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, um, Choice Provisions is going to put BitTrip on everything they can. So you yeah. might miss out on the original version, but like you'll never miss out on the game. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head because I didn't do much on the PlayStation 3. Oh, remember Vita. when Van Gogh played Grand Theft Auto 4 on the PS3? <laughs> no, it was on, P- on the PS4. It was on PS4. I still swear to God it was, but it must not have been. Uh, I didn't mind that one. Uh, Barry, Barry had one more question, too. The How do you feel that... Um, or was that the same question involved? Yeah, that was the, the one about the P4 dance. Deal, oh, okay. So. Okay, sorry. That was my bad. Very fine. It all kind of oh, yeah. got. It was a lot of me ranting because I've just been pent up anger all like the past couple weeks about this. That's no, fine. Well, uh, it's I've, I, I I assumed that I would have to be on the defensive for the most part, but the the things that I kind of have gripes with is the same things mm. to be honest. But yeah, Ken, next time you go to that store, can you see if they have Zeno gears? <laughs> I know I already <laughs> owe you ludicrous amounts of money and I will pay you back but if you have it I will send you the money ahead of time I will send it to you it's right then like stacking what was the game that I sent you beforehand I thought I I thought I no it was Zenosaga not Zeno Gears was... I've, been, I've been trying I've been looking for it though I, I'll, I'll keep an eye out what do you want it. Zenosaga 1 yeah uh, yeah the if one it, that was like 120 oh, fucking dollars Zenosaga if you ever find it honestly buy it for yourself and then flip it uh, Jetpack uh, okay. gave me all of his copies of Zenosaga um, he had Zeno Gears, but he can't find it. That's why I'm in this position. Because he's like, I have it, I'll give it to you. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll wait. And then he's like, it's gone. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I have Zeno, Zeno Saga 1, 2, and 3. 3 costs mm. upwards of $200. 2 costs about 80 1 costs, like, 15 Yeah, like, they they also have, like, some other rare games that I was, like, debating on. But I just, I don't have the money. Because mm. I'm just fuck poor. <laughs> So like a, a lot of it is just like ah, I don't have the money. Like I would have bought those those Namco the Namco controllers, mm-hmm. the light gun controllers. I would have bought them. Like I was debating about that, but then I was like, but I need to eat. Well, and that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. That is also a thing that comes to access accessibility too, because when they do the uh, they do the special releases and they do the special runs and they do the fear of missing out. Usually they're priced at a point where people start to debate about, do I really want this? Um, how, you know, so yeah, you have to go the, that. Yeah, the the store that uh, I I usually go to, they always have some marquee items that is very interesting. Like they also had Sui Coden for one hundred twenty dollars. Shit, I want that game. I was looking at it today, but I'm like, oh yeah, and then the Futurama game is like fucking one hundred fifty dollars. Oh, like, I have that. I'm just sitting on that. I'm like, I'll fucking sell that for something. I have like three games worth at least one hundred and fifty dollars. It's Futurama for some reason, Persona Two on PS One, and um, yeah. I have Cubivore. Yeah, Cubivore is a weird one. Someone randomly gave me that in high school. Let me look up the price of this one again on um, um, eBay. How it's going for? Um, Japanese copies are cheap. Um, the cheapest U.S. version is two hundred eighty dollars with a bid. Then the one after that is buy it yeah. now five hundred. I've been yeah, tempted to sell the, it. I've been tempted to just fucking sell it. There was that random uh, Sega CD game that I saw for forty dollars. I looked Eternal it up. Eternal Champions. Yeah, I asked someone about. It. They're like, it sucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the one game that I was like, fuck, I I would I would really debate on buying was the the Battle Arena Toshiden Two. Yeah, are those any good? 
It's it's generic. It was one of the first 3D battle games that that PlayStation had. It was it was literally a, a launch title. Mm-hmm. So I remember having this, and it was like polygonal, and it was very interesting compared to if you compare it to Tekken. Mm-hmm. So, but the the reason why I would get this, the one that I showed you, was because it was in the book, the original book style casing. Guy they was beat up to shit, but it's still in the long box. So, hmm. yeah, that is uh, all of our questions, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the news too. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing but, else going on. We're just kind of waiting for stuff. Is there anything one's yeah, looking forward to in the next month? Because um, we're getting into like summer, spring, summer releases now. Uh huh. There, there are some things that I kind of wanted to bring up, but I, I guess we can wait till it actually becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, like, like I said, mentioned earlier, Sony bought Evo, the fighting game tournament, and that has a little bit of implications of what the fuck's gonna happen with fighting game tournaments mm. on the grand stage overall mostly because well all the games are going to be played on playstation anyway but now it's going to be a requirement i think and what does that mean for games like killer instinct which is a microsoft owned game and smash is smash and Bit- killer instinct going to be on the main stage not like killer instinct wasn't on the main stage for the past couple of years but smash was yeah, are they are Sony and Nintendo gonna play fairly to have that on the main stage? Who the fuck knows? I have no idea, but I mean, it'll be very interesting to see. But I have a question. Yeah, I am not paying any attention to this whatsoever um, because it wasn't uh, it wasn't on my radar until recently. But I can actually buy a PlayStation Five now. But I didn't know if they'd had any updates to it, or if, has there been any hardware issues or anything. I'm debating on. I, I really want to buy one, but I'm also debating on waiting until like a game I want for launches. The only thing that I would say has problems is the controller. But the controller, you can find like fucking seventy of them at this point, so I'm not too worried about it. Because apparently, it's getting the Joy-Con drift problem. Oh, but really? I, but. It's not as bad. It's very small. I haven't even gone across it yet, and I, I, I don't know anyone in my circle of friends has got it. But hmm. Okay. Good to know. But as of right now, not really. They did have certain things where if you were booting from PS4 games to the the UI. I'm turning it off from rest and turning it back on. Like some wonky things would happen, mm-hmm. but they they patched all that out, and it was a big problem for the for the Speederman games specifically. Mm-hmm. But they patched that out. So so interesting. All right, just have to wait until something releases then. Oh, another thing too, for PlayStation Plus, Days Gone is available for PS4. Please play that game. I. <laughs> Is it, I, it is it available I for March? Like, do I have to go download it right for, now? For April. Okay, good. For to- so I find for it weird. Year. I think this is the second month in a row. They're like, hey, free game. And I'm like, this is part of the PS5 instant game collection. Yeah. It's like, okay. I find it weird that but the I new mean, Oddworld not, game not is part of Not many people that. have the, the, the PS5. True, true. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Okay, it's Sony. And... This will be also kind of be like, hey, you'll get a free up too. So mm-hmm. if you 
if you do get a PS5, you'll get it. But please, please get Days Gone. I really, really like this game, even though it's generic as fuck. I love it. It's, it's probably one of those, it one does of my... what it does well, but it's nothing special. Yeah. But like, you want a game to play through that's just yeah. good at what it does. Yeah. Let's let's just say this much. I found this much more like light and enjoyable than than playing The Last of Us. But mm. we've, we we crossed that bridge already already yeah. for uh-huh. The Last of Us. But I I really loved my time. The only part that I did not dislike is it kind of overstays its welcome just a bit. But it's not so much that I hate it. I have been playing. It reminds me. I have been playing um, Monster Hunter Rise as well. Yeah, I want to talk. I wanted to talk about that, but I need more time with it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm, uh, pers- personally, I'm not going to get it. I and I can't even find it. Are you waiting <laughs> for the <laughs> PC instead? Yeah. No, I I won't. I'm to to say fuck you to my friend who was doing that for World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm gonna do that for him instead. And he he had the fucking audacity to say, "Oh yeah, the UI on the side is so much better." I was like, "It's the same fucking thing as they did for World, mm. where the comments and the damage was coming out." Oh yeah, it it's down and stuff like that. I like it better than World, but it's just because it doesn't have that weird realistic, realistic. Like it basically had like the uh, the normie realistic look to it in World, yeah. but this one's a bit more yeah. like. Um, I mean, it goes the full Japanese anime thing. I like it a lot so far. I just yeah. I need more time with it. Apparently, it's a lot. It's snap- like if it's I were snap- to introduce here. this game to someone, it's a little bit much more of a bigger pill to swallow compared to World. It's. I think it has a lot of the same same things from World, but since it went back to kind of the old style of like single player and multiplayer being split up, um, people might get confused. Mm. I could see it. Like I think they've simplified the weapons down. The people can jump in, and it's a lot easier to play. But the one thing about Monster Hunter that, like, is still different from, like, any other game is you cannot go... It's really hard. You cannot go into this game blind. It's a game that you should find a community, find someone that knows what's going on, and teach you the ropes. There's at least one person I know that decided to stream this, like, no help, no hints, nothing, trying to figure it out. I'm like, this is the wrong game to do that on because this game... Yeah, it's gonna be a rough ride. (laughs) Like, Monster Hunter has always been one of those, like... It's supposed to be kind of like coming together. The veterans help the new people coming in, and then like everyone like passes that knowledge along. And they've just, for better or worse, they've kept that style. But like, I don't know how they could really simplify this to make it easy for people without having this, without just adding even more text box dialogue vomit to explain things yeah. to you. They'd have to completely radically change the game. And I don't think anyone would like that. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about that more once. One like all. You haven't played it, so it really doesn't help me out too much. Well, no, I would like to hear the changes mostly yeah. because it, it would be it would be something good to talk about because I am not going to play this for at least a year or two, mm. if not at all. I might just wait till World Two comes out at this point. Well, and I think a lot of people who listen to the podcast do play that, so I mean, there's a lot I mean, of Monster Hunter fans out there. By the time the second, by the time we do the next episode, um, I can probably give you a better heads up on it i mean i've had it since saturday i probably put about 20 yeah. hours in it which means i've done like three hunts um yeah but um i want to get through the rest of the single player before i have to talk about it i guess yeah it's not very long but it's just to get through it yeah anything else yeah. before we wrap up not for me oh you can play opto pack traveler on the xbox now <laughs> yeah it's on game pass so if you um i don't know if it's just only on pc but 
PC Game Pass is Octopath Traveler if you want to play it and you don't want to spend money on it. Just get Game Pass and try it out. Yeah. Hmm. And that's pretty much for me. Yeah. yeah. Where can we find you guys? Ken. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I, I'm pretty sure you guys heard about this if you just looked at the feed. I did a spoiler cast kind of interview uh, look into Ghost of Tsushima with my good friend Perry from Japan on Film. I had a lot of fun doing it with him. So if you guys can, just give that a listen. It was very fun, and hopefully you guys like it. And if not, you can find me on Twitter at OTYKEN1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboco Head Robo, and more Bang Dream. And you can also follow me on the Japanese music-based podcast that I do called Ongaku Do You. You can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Ongaku Do You. You can also follow what I write about the Japanese music industry on ongakudu.com I wrote four lovely concert reviews so if you guys could please take a look at it even though it might not be your cup of tea it would really help me out to see what I did wrong in case of reviewings so please go check that out but yeah where can we find you Kyo? Uh, you can find me on Twitch Monday through Friday at twitch.com slash Hunter. I'm on uh, 7am Central Standard Time every day. I typically play retro games, either they're janky, horror, horrible, and lately I've been, uh, I just finished playing Final Fantasy VII, the original, so I'm trying to implement RPGs in, because that is my favorite genre in general. I'm trying to implement those into the, like, my normal rotation. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, also Kyoto Hunter on there. Um, I have my Retrosource video series up there and some Kyoto views and some snack reviews in addition to that. And you can just find me on Twitter where I'm usually complaining about something, um, but mostly just saying a lamao to people. That's also Kyoto Hunter. And Fangirl, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Legend of No One, where I uh, tweet a lot of random things about games and a lot of writing stuff right now since trying to make that a career and you can find me um doing a soft rebrand over on twitch at fangirl has no name thank you guys for hanging out on a wednesday night for a change yeah so and we will see you next time right yeah all right yeah thanks for listening and have a good night goodbye aloha Mahalo. Can our flights to Hawaii still cheap?